Welcome everyone. We are here with Coffee Time Chats with Tony Ambler, the founder of Yorkshire, Yorkshire Valley Farms. Tony is a innovative entrepreneur who currently sits on the board of a number of companies, including Swish Maintenance and Char Charlotte Products Limited. Tony is here today to talk to us about his experience in the agriculture and food industry. So Tony, to kick it off, can you describe um, to us a little bit about your business, Yorkshire Farms? Sure, uh, Yorkshire Farms and uh, Yorkshire Valley Farms are two different entities, but the uh, starting, starting, as we say, uh, from an earth to table um, perspective, Yorkshire Farms is, uh, is, a, is a large uh, uh, broiler farm. It was originally a conventional broiler farm, uh, uh, obviously chickens. Uh, and, and cash cropping, and, and um, at the same time, it does have a, a prize-winning uh, uh, Angus cattle uh, uh, herd as well. But the main, the main focus is, and the main revenue driver is first is uh, uh, broilers and the organic broilers, and then uh, organic cash cropping. So they decided from a holistic point of view, that when I started in, when we started in the in the in the broiler industry under conventional chickens, which was you know ten or twelve uh, years ago, that um, there wasn't a lot of value added to growing uh, you know straight conventional chickens through a marketing board at a set price, uh, a set a set supply. So for an entrepreneur, I looked at it and said, you know, how can I bring value added? How can I bring some more? Uh, entrepreneurship into a uh, highly regulated and controlled supply management system, uh, other than just being at the farm level and 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 producing the food or producing the basic product, and then letting uh, a whole other uh, set of industries uh, uh, take it to market, which was not in my entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, I like to I like to. Uh, uh, be part of the process all the way to the end user. So, and therein lies agriculture, agriculture in general, doesn't normally get to the end user, unless you're a farm gate one, but you know, main agriculture doesn't get to an end user. So that was the, so the, the spirit then was, okay, I'm a conventional, uh, a conventional uh, uh, broiler, cash cropper, growing soybeans, corn, wheat, uh, like, 90% of all the other uh, farmers in agriculture that uh, uh, set prices uh, controlled by weather, controlled by the Chicago Board of Trade, co controlled by people that uh, uh, I had no control of, which didn't, it, it, from my other industries that I came out of, and most of, if, if you come out of industries that are uh, industries from you know, a normal industry, and then you come into agriculture. It's, a, it's you're not used to that. You're used to developing value-added products, taking them to the, taking them to as close to the end user as possible, and maximizing and maximizing your relationship with that end user. So, along with the thing is, I, I said, well, how, what can I do? And that's and that's uh, that's how we got started. That's how my mindset started. And so, I always have three major uh, um, uh, checkpoints that I always look at before I will go down a path. And the first one was uh, uh, to identify the trends. 
So how do I identify if if I if I don't identify the right trends? What are the trends in this in this industry that the agriculture industry that I'm in? And are they long-term sustainable or are they a fad? At the time, a lot of people would look at the organic industry 10 or 12 years ago, say it's a fad. It's a, you know, okay, it's a fringe or and quite frankly, that's how it was treated. Uh, so, but you have to look a lot longer if you want to trend or is it going to be a long-term, is healthy living, is healthy eating, is all that, are all those types of things going to be long-term, are they going to be around or are they going to be a flash in the pan? I decided that healthy eating was going to be a, uh, not be a fad, but it was going to be a trend. So that's the first point of business is, is find the right trends and find, make sure they're sustainable. And then the next part is then, okay, you need to put products and processes in place then to make that happen, to look after those trends. So I always use the example in, this, in, the, in the first and second circle, uh, of companies, uh, I used uh, perhaps Kodak as an example of a company. You know, uh, in my world, I mean, they own the picture, they owned, you know, uh, uh, the whole photography industry. It was completely dominant. You know, a Kodak moment, all those things, and then and then because they didn't identify the trends, that hard copy photographs and the way they were going to market wasn't going to be there. They, they went from making a billion dollars, quite frankly, having to declare bankruptcy, which is unheard of. Why? Because they didn't, they didn't keep up with the trends. So if you don't keep up with the trends, you, 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 that's your number one rule. You identify them, keep up with them, and make sure they're sustainable. Then, then develop the best product and processes. So I was in a bit of a jam there because there were no organic farmers really in the chicken industry. Uh, there was... What I clearly found when I did my research, I found that uh, uh, there was organic milk producers, there were organic cash croppers, there were organic eggs at that time were quite relevant. Organic vegetables were coming on strong, but there were no organic chickens. And, and, and so I, I, I said, well, uh, I don't think growing organic chickens should be that much, that, that that uh, difficult, uh, maybe it was a little presumptuous. So I just, I, I decided, well, I'll, I'll look to the, I look to the states. So I looked to the states, and I found in Pennsylvania there were quite a few. Uh, it was quite a robust market already in, in, in uh, you know, eight or nine years ago of organic chickens. So I, well, okay, I'll, I'll go down and visit them, and they were kind enough to share. And I went and visited their farms, and I looked at it, uh, uh, took it right into the farms. I knew what question to ask being a chicken farmer. So I uh, 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 looked at it and said, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> or, or, you know, our farm can do that. And so I went back and, and uh, then I, that's how I decided uh, I'll take one of our farms, uh, uh, one of our barns, which was a single story barn, I converted over to organic standards, which meant I had to have a lot more spacing. I had to have light. You never, you had to put windows in a in a chicken barn. You never do that in a conventional. I had to have more ventilation because I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I can't use antibiotics. Uh, you know, there was basic. I had to get the the pH of the water down. There was a lot, but but these things were these things were all explained to me what they were already doing. And so, okay, I, uh, um, that's okay. So now I'm on my second circle. I've got the product. I got, I, I've identified the trends. So the, 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 la the next, the next part of it is 
okay, uh, uh, how do I go to market? Because there's no point in identifying the trends and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and having the best product and processes to do that if you can't do what I call the third circle is that product knowledge transfer. That ability to take those first two circles and communicate that to the, what your value proposition is to your customer, to, to the end user. And that's, that, that in effect is, uh, is a challenge too, especially when you're in the food industry. How do, I, how, do I, how do I get the message out? What my value proposition, why you should eat our chicken, why it's better for you. And, 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 and you know, so I, I, uh, uh, being a bit, a bit of a, an advantage that I've already identified the, the right trend, I just then said to myself, well, look, at, I just have to, uh, if, the, if the consumer is already buying organic eggs, which they were doing, if they're already buying organic milk, I just got to get them to buy organic chicken. Just put that in the cart too, because they already are semi-convinced that that's the right thing to do. And that in the market was really, really in those days was just really just starting to take off. So that's why I said to myself, okay, I need, I need, I need to get to the end user. So to get the end user, I needed to create Yorkshire Valley Farms, which was, which was the, which was the product knowledge transfer end or the sales and marketing end of the, of the identifying the trends in the product products and processes. And that's what, that's what I, that's what I did. So I created Yorkshire Valley Farms. First call I made because, you know, I, I do come from a entrepreneurial uh, standpoint. I, I'm, I'm maybe a little different than farmers. I don't mind making sales calls and talking to customers. In fact, I like it. Uh, uh, if you do it properly, it's actually a lot of fun. If you don't, it's not very fun. <laughs> so that's what I did. I went called in Loblaws. I got the head buyer, got the head buyer at Loblaws, uh, head poultry buyer. And within a week, he was at our farms to see whether we were, we were, uh, my question to him is to say, I don't understand when I go in all these major grocery stores, if there's organic milk, if there's organic vegetables, if there's, why isn't there organic chicken? Because chicken is a gateway product. I mean, it's, it is a, it, you know, it's a stable. It isn't like um, uh, uh, there was a little organic beef in those days, but that wasn't much of a stable. Chicken is a, is a is like baby food. It's a it's definitely a, a gateway. Uh, you know, and everyone eats it. Um, so uh, they're at our farms. They wanted to see whether we actually could produce uh, to keep you know to to hit that level. Because my vision was not the vision was not to be a farm gate. Uh, uh, you know, sell a hundred chickens at the farm gate. That wasn't basically going to do it. My entrepreneurship, that, that's fine for a lot of farmers, but that wasn't what I, what I was trained to do. Uh, I was trained to build scalable businesses that are, uh, that's, and to compete out, to compete out in the real world. So um, they looked at our operations. They could see, yeah, okay. Uh, this is, he, he's a, he, he's, you know, being a supply management, you need a quota. So I had I had conventional quota. I had quite I had quite a bit of quota. So I was okay from that standpoint. They could see that I was that I had the I had the had that, but I didn't have enough to supply a chain uh, like Loblaws because they need chicken every week, and I you know uh, to rotate that through. And then I had to find a then I had to find a 
a, a, a in that supply management world, I had to I have to find a processor to the the to basically uh, uh, process the product, debone it, put it in a package. Well, that's a whole different world, especially in supply management, because that's all controlled again by a, a, a processing quota. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm, hopefully, I'm speaking to people that have some knowledge of supply management. We won't spend a half hour on that. And by the way, I'm a supporter of supply management. I have no problem with supply management. So the, uh, so the, the, um, the end result, uh, the, the end result was, okay, uh, uh, I had already been being involved in another company uh, um, that was failing, that was focusing, it was a processing company, a, a cooperative in Southwestern Ontario with a friend of mine, uh, I, I was a shareholder and they brought me in for my expertise to try to turn it around, but it was a cooperative that uh, was by 30 farmers and I found it very difficult in a cooperative to get 30 farmers to agree on virtually anything. So, uh, especially when they're not making money and they were in the wrong trend. I always said, you know, beef is a tough one uh, uh, and beef never has done well in organic because it's it's got, it, 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 it's, it, it's, it's not as, as uh, go to market friendly as chicken or say fish or eggs uh, or even milk. Uh, because, of, you know, to make it blunt, that's a steak you know, not everyone has $25 for an organic steak. It's a little pricey. So the, so, uh, so that, that's what I did. Uh, so I, I had contacts. So I, I went to my, one of my, my, my friends who was an organic cash cropper and I, and he, he was an Austrian, Austrian fellow. And he, he, he always, he's been in the organic industry for forever. Uh, but he looked at me and said, you know, Tony, uh, um, I want to. I, I think I can. I think I can invest in organic uh, uh, um, um, quota or quota and build an organic barn, organic standards. And I had another. Had another. Had another two farmers that were what I would call um, a farm gate type organic farmers that knew the business could be expanded, but there was no means of that product knowledge transfer for them. So hence that was the formation then, okay, we will form a, 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 a product knowledge transfer company. You can call, I, I like to call it that because versus a sales and marketing company, a distribution company, because that's what it is. Uh, and that's, it, we formed, that was hence the start of Yorkshire Valley Farms. We, we showed, I showed uh, uh, um, Loblaws being the, the first major customer that look at, we can supply you, uh, you uh, 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 to their main, their one banner, which was the Loblaws banner, because you got to watch when you say Loblaws, because there's a lot of different banners. But we started there, and that's how how we uh, we got going. So the takeaway there is is in my long-winded question or my long-winded answer is uh, identify the trends, get the best product and processes for it. And then make sure you have a ability uh, to product knowledge transfer to someone, hopefully as close to the end user as you can get, because that's where the brand is. Build the brand. If you build your brand, the money's in the brand. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. Is and that our, a, little, a little too long-winded for you? <laughs> no, that was great. But I really just want to go back to one thing real quick. So am I correct to hear that the inspiration for this entire journey you went on was um, trying to sort of shake up the industry and 
and be a part of a process that could actually yet let you um, have a pulse on the end user. Like when you started your journey, you really wanted to be able to follow your product all the way through the processing. The processing well, I'm always a firm believer of earth to table. Uh, no, it wasn't. I don't like to shake up anyone uh, because uh, you don't, you don't, that's not a win. It, the, it, really the end goal was there is a, there was a thirsty consumer out there that wasn't being looked after. It's identifying, it's identifying those customer needs and, and getting as close to find out what that consumer wanted, making sure you're correct though, because you, 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 you don't want to push a consumer. You want a, a consumer to pull you, which is a big difference. If a consumer pulls you, you'd be very, you know, that means you're doing a great job of explaining your product knowledge. If you're pushing your idea on a consumer, that doesn't work as well. Hmm. So awesome. I call that a push and pull. If I got a choice, I, I always say to people, try to get them to pull you, not you push them. Right. So I'm curious, what uh, for you is the most energizing or exciting part of uh, being in the agriculture and food industry right now? Yeah, well, I, I love agriculture. You know, I'm in lots of other industries, uh, distribution, I'm in, uh, you know, large, uh, um, um, in large swishes and large in the cleaning industry. Charlotte products is a large right now is booming because of COVID with, you know, it produces all disinfectants for away from home, from hospitals to quite frankly, you, if you got a lot of University of Guelph people there, you're going to the washrooms. University of Guelph is a great customer. You see our brand right in, right in, right in swish. So University of Guelph is an example of a great customer. And we're working with University of Guelph right, right now on another exciting project. It is in agriculture, but it's got a lot to do. It's a very exciting product, project that uh, uh, we hope to uh, we hope to work closely with uh, that those companies. So, so but so but agriculture, yeah, agriculture is very rewarding. Uh, the first part about I like excited about agriculture for me is 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 the outdoors end of it for because you know I'm uh, you know I'm a uh, most businesses you're indoors so I have the I have the I have the ability I like I like industries where I can where I can um, uh, develop it develop and manufacture or produce the product and take it all the way through to the end user and and then have that ability. Uh, when customers say, "Oh, geez, I've had your had your Yorkshire Valley chicken is the best tasty chicken uh, uh, that I've ever had," that's that's a exciting, exciting, exciting thing of agriculture. And agriculture has tremendous opportunities. Obviously, uh, it's just finding it's it's and then we're getting to what what the challenges are. But it's it, the problem is is finding the right trends in agriculture that that are long term, the ones that you need to, that that you need to invest in your time and your money. That's, that's the challenge with agriculture. One of them, but th then there's the real challenges, which we, but yeah, I like th th that ability to go to earth to table is a, is a great, is, is exciting. And, and talking to the end user, mm. you know, if you can get an agriculture as close to the end user, that's great. If you're just there, uh, it, it's fine for some people, but it isn't for me. But if you're just in agriculture and and you know you're producing truckloads of soybeans, which we do, yeah, okay, it's great to watch it go out the door, but I, you know there's no end user satisfaction because you, I don't know where the soybeans are going. <laughs> mm. And and what are some challenges that you find being involved in the agriculture and food industry? Yeah, so agriculture. 
and I'm very concerned about agriculture, the, the future of agriculture too, uh, that it's, 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 it's more and more, uh, um, uh, the bigger get bigger and the smaller gets smaller, not, not as much room for the middle. And so, uh, uh, so hence, why is that? And, and is, is this long-term great for agriculture? No, I don't think it is when, when agriculture clearly is moving to bigger and bigger to survive, you need bigger and bigger uh, 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 assets. And so that then means there's less voices in agriculture, less votes in agriculture, less votes in the rural communities. And that's not a, that's not a great, that's not a great trend. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a, and then how do young, how do you, how do you get young, uh, young uh, uh, entrants into agriculture? And that's, that's, that's tough. You can say, well, the, well, the young entrants are coming in, they're coming in because their father, uh, 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 own the dairy farm, or they're like my son, uh, you know, hardworking, good, good farmers. But it's because a lot of it is because it's 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 been in the family forever, and they keep on growing that. That to me is not new young entrance. <laughs> That's inheritance entrance. It 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 it, it, it should be. For, protected but that 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 is never good when that's the main engine of growth for agriculture it's just it's just not great so what is the real what is the first challenge for agriculture for for uh, um, is is how do you how do you get how do you attract young entrepreneurial uh, people into agriculture that have never been in agriculture but look at agriculture to say, you know, that's a great industry I should be in rather than going, sitting at a desk and being in tech, which, which is lots of great minds are going into that. But so how do we, how do we attract, how do you, how do you put vehicles in place, uh, 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 tools in place to attract them? They have to make a decent living. And they, and they, and the first, the first area is capital. Unfortunately, agriculture is huge capital, like really a lot of capital. And uh, especially if you're in supply management, it's prohibitive. Uh, and then, and then, and then, if, if if even if you had the capital, how then do you have the knowledge and the expertise to use that capital wisely? To, uh, 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 because if if you get into the commodity end of of agriculture uh, as an entrant, that's tough because the margins there are, you, you, you know, we're not, especially in Ontario, we're not big enough producers. We're, we're pretty, in the, in the world of agriculture, you know, I've, I've quite frankly, I've turned all through Brazil agriculture, seen the 50,000, hundred thousand acre farms, seen, seen the 25 combines parked in their, in their, in their drive sheds, it's not a fair uh, three crops a year uh, of the, <laughs> it's 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 they they're, they got a few more advantages than us uh, just just where they are so that's a, that capital is a real issue how do you get capital how, how do they get capital there's really not a lot of um, a means for a, of someone to get any type of capital to make enough of a living uh, in agriculture to start Unless, so that's, and then the next one is expertise, you know, again, identifying those. And the third one is, is that go to market strategy. How do you, how do you, how do you stop? How do you, how do you make sure there's equal um, sharing of, of revenue and profits 
uh, uh, you know, from from all the participants, and it isn't all, and it isn't just the person that's closest to the end user that's taking all the that's taking all the profits. Mm -hmm. So, Tony, I'm I'm curious, understanding the difficulties of getting capital to you know become an entrepreneur and in the industry, what advice would you have for young entrepreneurs who do want to get involved in agriculture and food? Yeah. It all depends if if you're on a family farm, stay with it. If it's a good one, if not, then you better you you better identify the trends. But I'm not as concerned of the uh, you are concerned about keeping what you have in the agriculture. That you don't want people leaving the family farm because they're saying, "Look, at, there's just not an industry for it. It's just not an it. It's it, there is your farm just hasn't identified what the actual best trends are and what the you know." Uh, uh, and, and how to go to market with it. Uh, so you, you don't want to lose what you have, which is happening. <laughs> but then, then the challenge is, it's, that's, you'd have to qualify that question is, are you asking about new entrants in agriculture? Or are you asking someone that's already in agriculture, but my family's been in agriculture for 30 years? There's two, there are two different aspects. So I, which one do you want to talk about? Um, I'm curious about new entrants. A new entrant that mm -hmm. family's not in agriculture mm -hmm. that looks over the fence and and sees a university in Guelph on Fridays all the all the the dairy and the chicken farmer sons leaving in the brand new F one fifties and wonder why that isn't me is that the one you want to ask yes that's the one because <laughs> I've been there graduate I know what happens <laughs> so these guys all go oh, my goodness where do they get those nice trucks from then all looks right. You know, uh, so yeah, the new entrant. That's that's uh, any any person, anyone you want to, you know, you want to get involved is try to hook your wagon. It's, it, find someone that's successful, and just try to get to know them. Why are they successful? Hook your wagon to other successful people, and your your chances of the tide you rising with their tide are pretty good. So that's tough. That's tough to do. Uh, um, uh, sometimes it's it's it, it, you know if you don't have the capital, it, it it's 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 extremely tough. Um, if you don't have the capital, then you better find someone with the capital and make him a friend. Or if he's a you know you'd have to find a, a for instance, a, 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 my nephew. He they didn't have the capital, but they got into dairy because he 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 worked for a, he worked for a farmer that didn't have any sons or daughters and 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 toiled away with them. And in the end, the farmer the farmer helped him with the capital for his quota to get him going and did well with it. So he, he, that's about the, it, it, I, th I think, I think though it's up to people like myself in agriculture to, to um, um, help provide um, a route, a highway for them to get in, uh, uh, to get into agriculture. One of my, one of my thoughts on that uh, would be, and I'm, I'm in discussions of doing that right now is to, uh, uh, again, it, it's just the, the, the is okay, I need, if you need capital in agriculture, how can I, how, where can I get the capital from? So I start, I go right back to the beginning. What are the trends in agriculture right now? The first, the first where you need capital in agriculture is whether you're a cash crop or whatever, you put quota aside, you normally need land. 
it's it's in general pretty tough to get into agriculture without land whether whether you're in dairy whether in, even in you know broilers or cash cropping or beef or whatever you so decide and so land is we all know is, is becoming prohibitive isn't it i mean you know to go out and buy a farm these days is just the land you go holy cow ten thousand fifteen thousand how's he making money on that you know so and, and why is the land being driven up uh, by uh, 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 not because not necessarily because that farmer who bought that land at 15 his return is not very good if he's a cash cropper uh, uh, on that in fact it's it's not a great investment really so with being driven up by and, and even now more COVID-19 so the trend here is is uh, um, the capital coming out of, of people who made capital somewhere else wanting to have a 100 acre 200 acre farm uh, out in the country whether it's for the weekend or they're just now they're just going to move out there and move their office there that's what, <laughs> so it's even going to get worse uh, and so they're you know they buy a house build a thing but they somehow they're attached to this property is 200 acres of not too bad farmland which they have no clue what to do so you have uh, Mr. Big, Mr. Big uh, agri, uh, cash cropper come along, who's doing 2,000 acres with his fancy John Deere combines and all that. And, and I could speak like that because I got all those. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, and she's well, I'll rent it from you for as low a price as you can get, right? Uh, for, for that, for that, uh, and that, and in general, that person with capital is happy because at least his land's being worked and. You know, he had no attention to do it anyways, because he had, first of all, no knowledge of it, no expertise. In it. So, so the fact is, uh, um, if you if you needed to do that, then how do I how do I attach into capital? So one idea I'm I'm thinking of is is to create a, 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 a farm trust, which is a farm land trust, where you would where you would go where you would create a a trust where you would 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 go uh, to all these uh, farm uh, 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 people with capital that are buying these farms and saying to them, look at, wouldn't you rather rent it to this farm trust that the, the, in the farm trust goal is to help young farmers uh, uh, enter agriculture and and then and then have the ability that the farm trust then have the ability to tutor to rent that re-rent the farm uh, to cover their overhead at a nonprofit to re-rent their farm to uh, as a consolidator to re-rent the farm to to new entrants into agriculture that could get started and so that it gives them the capital then to uh, and and hopefully the farm trust can help them with the training and so forth and it gives it, it, it so why is that good because sustainability is built on, on, on three pillars. It's built on makes economic sense, it makes social sense, it makes environmental sense. So as, so when the that person with the capital feels good about it because he's helping new entrants, that's socially responsible. The the farm is being 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 raised or or uh, uh, by or, or the, you know, help, help being managed by a, an overseer of the trust that can can long-term mentor that 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 person so they can go out eventually with capital and buy their own farm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or or they make a pretty good friend with that with that with that person with the capital and that fellow says, you know what, I'll sever off the hundred acres and sell it to you for because I really like it. 
Right, right. I know that's a simplistic way, but it all comes back to looking at the trends. Okay, I could tell you the trends are agricultural land's going to go up just because COVID-19 is going to make it go up. Right. So how do you have a product and process in place to capitalize on that? Mm -hmm. Just come back to those three circles. You, you always use those, you won't go wrong. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Tony. I know our students are really going to appreciate your insights and knowledge and expertise in this area. Um, and, you know, there's a number of awesome tips in there for, for people in industry or people looking to get into industry. Um, before we conclude, is there any last um, sort of advice or, you know, if you want to inspire anyone to get involved in the industry, any last words that you want to say before we conclude the interview? Yeah, there's, there's no silver bullet. The first thing, you know, how to be successful is hard work. Most, most, it, most farmers are hard workers, but it is a question of just hard work. It's a question of smart work, right? So you have to, you know, you could be a great hard worker and it's not as efficient and productivity as you need to be. So, you know, follow the, follow the, follow the basic, basic, principles that I'm trying to help, help out with here and, and, and you, but you still got to be a hard worker and smart worker. And if you do that, that's the key to most entrepreneurs. They work, they work hard and smart. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time, Tony. This has been a, a great 30 minutes. Uh, so much, so much knowledge has just been shared and we really, really appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having the opportunity to speak to everyone. Have awesome. a nice day. Bye. Thank you, Tony. Bye. Bye. <laughs>